Hey there, this is Michelle. Welcome to our Courage Speaks podcast. Here at Courage Speaks, we believe that courage doesn't always come through in a loud voice. It can come through in a whisper, a silent tear, or in just never giving up. One of our goals here is to bring awareness to the areas that affect our mental health. And just so you know, everything in some way or another, affects our mental health. If you've not done so already, join us at Courage Speaks on Instagram and Facebook. In this episode of Courage Speaks, we'll be talking about grief. I know I said that really upbeat for a really heavy topic. Um, But most often, we associate grief with death. But actually, grief speaks to any type of loss. So, of course, the loss of life, the loss of a relationship, the loss of livelihood, or um, even sometimes life as we always envisioned it to be. So, grief is described as a response to loss. Um, actually a natural response to loss. So it's something, just so you know, it's something that we all actually experience in some way or another. So we know it to be an emotional response. So you may, in the midst of grief, you may feel sadness or you may cry, you may want to scream, You may even um, become aggressive, but there are also some other um, dimensions to grief, and that is that grief has a physical response. So in the midst of grieving, you may feel really tired or you may have some psychosomatic symptoms. So that just means... Um, Based on the grief that you're experiencing, it may come through your body um, in like constant headaches or tiredness or fatigue. Um, There are also cognitive dimensions to grief. So you may like have brain fog or not be able to focus on tasks that at one point you were able to focus on. Um, There are behavioral dimensions, so you may not be able or not want to, um, well, let me say this, not be able to um, interact and behave the way you once were. So this is more so like in a child's aspect. So um, for many of you, you probably don't know, but I've worked in foster care and adoption for a long time. So, um, for a lot of our children, their experience, they experience grief and loss and the fact that they're separated from their families. And so what that displays for them is a lot of acting out behaviors. So those are kids that they may run away tear up their house, destroy property. Um, and it's because the the feeling at the bottom of all of that 
is I want to go home to my mom, dad, grandmom, see my sisters and brothers. But they acted out through their behaviors. Um, And then there are also social dimensions. So you may not want to do the things you used to do. You may no longer want to go to church. Um, You may no longer want to hang out. You don't want friends over. You don't want um, to be in the book club that you once loved. All those things are social dimensions. But just so we know this, grief ebbs and flows. It comes in waves. It comes when it wants to. It comes when it's inconvenient. And it comes often right after you've convinced yourself that you're over it. And over the it is whatever Again, if it's the loss of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, um, once we determine that, okay, I'm not doing what I always wanted to do, I'm over it, I'm going to live my best life over here, and then here comes grief again that makes us, well, we'll discuss that in a minute, okay? So... Um, In addition to some of the things that we've already known about grief, one of the more popular um, constructs or thoughts surrounding grief are that there are five stages. Depending on what you look at, there may be additional stages, but we're most accustomed to the five stages. So that's denial. Denial is in what we know as reality, this occurred. So someone passed away. Denial says, oh, I don't believe that. And I'm going to function as if that did not happen. I won't accept it. I'm not letting you talk about it. Right. The second stage of grief is anger. I am and will for for continuity purposes, we'll stick with the loss of life just through these examples. So for anger, it says I could be angry at the person for dying and leaving me here. I am angry at myself that I allowed myself to be so or to love that person so much. I can be angry at God for allowing this to happen. Then we have bargaining. That's our third stage. Um, And that's the one that says, If you allow the person back, I will do this. It's like a trade-off. Like, okay, let them come back. Let them live and I'll be a better person. I will be nicer. I'll stop drinking. I'll go to church. Um, Our fourth stage is depression. And that is sadness over the loss. Um, And it can go back to those things that affect us. Um, mentally and physically. Um, Now I'm too tired to do anything. I can't focus. I'm upset. I'm crying. And then the last stage is acceptance. And it says, okay, this person is no longer here. I am going to have to accept that loss and move forward. Now in describing them, I did use words like the next stage and the last stage, but what I do know about grief. Um, and like I kind of described earlier is that grief actually comes 
and goes and flows however it wants to. So you can go from denial to anger to acceptance and then back to denial and then to bargaining. Or um, you can be in denial for years and not um, ever get to another stage. And it also doesn't mean once you hit all five stages, then you're done with grief. Like I said, grief ebbs and flows. So just so you all know, one of the ways, um, one of the areas, like I said, is the loss of life. So for those of you that don't know, my mom passed away nearly 19 years ago. It will be um, 19 years on March 23rd of um, this year, 2020. And actually, I talked about five stages of grief, but um, you actually could not convince me that there wasn't a missing stage of grief. And I'd say it was probably ignoring or <laughs> disassociation or plain old acting like the loss did not occur and ignoring any feelings that possibly reminded me of her absence. So when my mom passed away, um, and just so you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how this happened, just so you know. But when my mom passed away, I got a call from my aunt right before like seven o'clock that morning. And she told me and I went on my day um, like I carried it with me all day, but I just went. I didn't know how to tell anybody like I didn't know how to feel, what to think or anything like that. Um, so it wasn't until later that evening, over 12 hours later, when I finally told someone that my mom passed away. Um, (laughs) yeah, I still, I still don't even know how that happened. Um, I came home or went home for her funeral, her services, stayed home for a little while. And then I came back home and... About a month and a half when I returned back to um, Georgia, I graduated from college and none of it, I I just went through the motions. Like I I was not really um, in touch with the fact that my mother was not here. And part of that, I think that helped me live that way is that my mother was in Massachusetts and I was here in Georgia. So it was definitely like a sort of a disconnect anyway, because I was accustomed to not seeing her every day or even not talking to her every day. So that really helped. But in addition to the loss of life, we also have things, like I said, the loss of jobs, the loss of relationships, etc. So over the years, I have lost jobs. And if you've ever lost a job, there's definitely sadness there. There's vulnerability, vulnerability, because my tongue fell asleep a second ago. Um, You're scared, you're confused. There's a lot of feelings that are associated with that. Um, I've also lost friendships. And when you lose a friend, sometimes you are angry, hence the end of a friendship. But you miss the good times. They are 
in many ways, the holders of our secrets. We are the holders of theirs. And they've also experienced both the best and the worst of us. And there are friendships that have passed that I miss. Um, And honestly, I wish that they could experience this Michelle. Um, The Michelle that's growing in who she is. But um, I also believe that time has a purpose. And if it's meant to be, things will come back around. So what can you do if you feel like you're stuck somewhere in the cycle of grief? Um, Depending on what it is, you can remember the good times. And you can acknowledge also that the time has passed. So remember the good times means if it is a person, whether it's death or the loss of a friendship, you know, remember what you guys experienced that made you guys friends. Remember what you loved about that that person. But don't get stuck in that feeling. But we'll get to that actually at the end. Um, if it is a person that has passed away, you can honor their memory. So um, for my mom, one of the things she liked was coffee ice cream. And that is one of the things that I eat every now and again to honor or not honor her memory so much as remember her. Like it, it helps me to remember her in a fond way. Sometimes I reach out to people or talk to people about um, who knew my mom. Um, that is always a fun thing to do. Talk about the memories that I have of her, that I remember. Um, because the longer she passes, sometimes it feels like those things get more and more distant. You can seek help and that's through therapy or support groups. Um, I'm a big supporter of therapy. I believe everybody should have it, um, experience it at least once in their lifetime. It's life changing because you have an impartial person sitting across from you, helping you to unravel all of the experiences and trauma and feelings and helping you make sense of it in your life so that you can move forward. And then the last one in that is feel the feeling, but don't get stuck there. So that means I'm remembering the good times. I'm angry. I am sad, but don't get stuck in that feeling. Be able to move forward. Um, And that here at Courage Speaks, we know that that doesn't have to be a big, gigantic move. It can be one step at a time. So we're going to end this with just a few questions that people have asked me about grief in the past couple of weeks. Um, How do I know if I'm grieving? Well, you have to understand the feelings that you have sometimes or think, have I recently lost someone or something? If I've lost someone or something and I am angry, and when I think about where that anger comes from, or if in the midst of my anger, I'm thinking, oh, if my mom was still here, I wouldn't have to go through this. Then there's probably a level of grief there. If 
you're thinking, oh, I really want to go to the movies, but that's the type of stuff I used to do with so-and-so and we're not friends anymore. There's probably some layer of grief there. So it's one of those things. Again, feel the feeling. Don't get stuck there. But you, the only way you probably won't get stuck there is if you seek some help. You got to talk to somebody about it. Okay? You got to understand what those feelings are. How do I support someone that is grieving? So this is hard because I, I know that people say really dumb things to people. And it really is not meant to be dumb. They really believe that they're helping. So things like things not to say Um, they're in a better place. I know what you're going through and you may, but in the moment you don't. My grief is my grief. And what a lot of times people that are grieving what they need in the moment is for you to show up. So they need you to, they often don't need you to say anything. They need you to allow them to be. So if I need to cry, I don't need you to talk me out of my crying. Just sit with me in that feeling or in that expression of my grief. Um, If I want to go down memory lane, just travel down memory lane with me. Don't tell me I'm better off without this person. Um, If I've lost my job and um, you're like, you didn't need that job. Actually, I did. Now, how am I going to pay my bills? (laughs) You know, um, Just be mindful. Sometimes just let, I don't, people that are grieving, they have to experience what they're feeling and your words don't talk them out of it. But you sitting in it with them or giving, being there, but giving them space. So come to the house. I realize that sadness has overtaken you. Instead of trying to talk you out of sadness, what can I do to support you? Um, Can I help you clean your house? Can I help you um, braid your daughter's hair because you just have not been up to doing it? Can I arrange for people to bring food to your house while you get through this period? Whatever that is. And can I get over the loss? Well, I hate the term over the loss um, or get over but you definitely can learn to live and thrive successfully um, through a loss. And that regardless of the, it's the death of something, the death of a relationship, the death of a person, a pet, whatever, you definitely can get through it. Um, but again, you have to feel the feeling. Don't get stuck there and seek help. Okay. This was, I know, a loaded topic, but we do thank you for joining us for our third episode of Courage Speaks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Courage Speaks. Then comment and share. Until next time, be courageous.